Amy, on this podcast, we try to always offer useful takeaways. And if you learn nothing else from us, learn this useful parenting lesson by Pampers Cruisers 360. Pampers Cruisers 360 are the ultimate parent hack, the best diaper to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. Instead of ordinary diaper tabs, they have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your wild child. Pampers Cruisers 360 makes it so easy to change your baby. Who probably doesn't stop moving just because they need a diaper changed? Just slide on to apply and away they go. And fear not, parents. Pampers Cruisers 360 offers an up to 100% leak-free fit, and they just got even better with a new blowout barrier. Need we say more? For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupons, savings, and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's parenting dilemma, friends, comes from myself. I've also seen it talked a lot about on the Facebook page, and I thought it was a good time to address it. And the topic is summer boredom. I think that there were a lot of lessons to take away from the pandemic on the topic of children and boredom. And so I wanted to talk about it a little bit. I know a lot of people are getting their kids kind of back in camp and busy, but we have a kind of a funny summer in terms of some weeks camp, some weeks not, sometimes where the kids have to kind of figure it out for themselves. And my kids are 9, 11, and 12. This is a lot harder. If you guys have two-year-olds at home, you're probably chasing them around a lot. I'm sorry to let you know that's the truth. But if you have kids, I would say five and up, here are some suggestions. My number one suggestion is, of course, always the whiteboard. So that rather than being the cruise director with the whistle around your neck where you're the person being like, next up, it's crafts, then water table. And then the kids kind of resent you and they think you're annoying and it's a lot of work on your behalf. I try to do blocks during the day where the whiteboard kind of tells them what's next. And then I can actually, at my kid's age, get a little bit of work done and be like, I think according to the whiteboard, it's outdoor playtime. And listen, if you want to spend your outdoor playtime sitting on a log and staring angrily at the woods, that is your choice. And I respect it. You don't have to have fun. We sometimes call our walks in the woods forced marches of fun, and we sometimes call our outdoor time forced frolicking. But you don't have to have fun. You just have to be outside. And that's the only rule. Because what I find, and I do have three and they will play together, almost always the angry log sitter will eventually get involved in the game of tag that the other two have invented. Listen, it's not a wonderland. They're not out there having a great time and hugging and learning and showing each other things, but they are out of my hair. Reading time, quiet reading time. Again, is it really my business if you're reading? No, but you must be quiet and you must have a book in front of your nose. Again, even the kid who really doesn't want to read. And here's another rule here, friends. Anything you read is fine with me. So I don't care if it's Captain Poopy Pants from Planet Toilet monster. I don't care if it's a comic book. I don't care. I have a kid who really likes to look through his old yearbooks. That's fine. It's quiet reading time because once you establish quiet reading time as a pattern, it's not really about like 
what you can read and how fancy you are in your reading. It's about understanding that there are times of the day where we sit quietly and read. Then we always try to have one book that one of the parents is reading. Right now, my husband is reading Series of Unfortunate Events. Half an hour of family reading time. I feel like this may sound tweet tweet and annoying. We forget it like three nights a week, but we do try to have a half an hour where one of us reads to all three of the kids. That takes care of, I don't know, like two and a half hours a day. I like to have some time on there that's Kids' Choice because the great thing about Kids' Choice is when you say to them Kids' Choice, Kids' Choice is not allowed to be screens. Kids' Choice, suddenly they're like, let's do this. Like the idea that they're in charge makes them excited. And Kids' Choice can be on there four times a day, you know? It's not really your job to cruise direct, but I do think putting structure around the day helps. Also, then we structure our screen time. Hour in the morning, hour after lunch, hour before bed. That's our screen time structure. It is three hours of screens a day, which some people might be like, that's bonkers, way too much. Listen, that's what we're doing. It works for us right now. And I don't want to have fights all day about when we're doing screens. That's when we're doing them. And there are times where they don't use the whole hour. There are times where they go a little bit over. I'm not here to sweat three hours of screens during the summer. For my family, that's what we're choosing. And then one other thing that we're doing is that we're doing some bucket listing. So making lists of like, what do you want to do today? Today's your day and kids can pick it. And so, and I've been really pleasantly surprised that my kids have picked, one of my kids picked crazy day, which involved having dinner for breakfast, dessert for lunch, breakfast for dinner, and then lunch for dessert. (laughs) So we had lasagna and garlic bread for breakfast, which, wow, was kind of a little hard for me to face. I don't do well in the mornings anyway. That That was rough. We had ice cream from the ice cream store for lunch. And then we had pancakes and sausage and eggs and bacon for dinner. And then for dessert, we had pizza rolls. We did eat some vegetables too. But that was his idea for a day. And it, it, it's funny, like that carries a lot of the day just and then he had to do a lot of the cooking of the food. And so I think what I'm trying to say about summer structure is that my suggestion would be loose structures. Keep your kids as involved in the planning as possible and then let a third party like the whiteboard take away a lot of the decision making so that you're saying like, oh, look, it looks like it's time for reading right now. And then a couple of fun activities that maybe the kids pick, maybe it's berry picking, maybe it's a trip to the zoo, whatever it is, so that you have a lot of days where you get to say, where you have a lot of days where you get to say like, hey, today's kind of a kid's choice, figure it out, get to play at home. And then next Thursday, we get to go to the zoo. So there's exciting stuff planned. And there are days that are not so exciting. And I feel like that's a pretty good life lesson for kids because that's kind of what life is like. There are days that are exciting and there are days where you're just kind of figuring it out and getting through them and doing your checklist. And your kids will fight and your kids will complain and your kids will say, they're bored. But I think in leaning in a little bit to like letting kids take a little bit of the lead and then providing some structure for them can help. And like, you're bored. What sounds more fun than what we're doing right now? Okay, we can fit that on the whiteboard and giving them some agency and taking the leap that, as we always say, there is something on the other side of boredom that like the kid staring on the log will eventually start to play the game. The kid who refuses to go to the town pool because it's lame will get there and see other kids jumping in and start jumping in. And so I know for myself, I needed this advice and I constantly try to think of and lean into this advice. 
that letting kids be bored and letting kids find their own day is a gift that you are giving them and yourselves. And that most people's summers have a lot of plans and a lot of busyness. And so I'm trying to comfort myself. And I offer you the comfort of like, we've done a lot to plan for the summer. There's going to be some board time and it's okay. We'll structure it just enough to get them out of our hair, but we'll let them find some time to be bored and work through that this summer. So I'm trying to work on it myself. If you guys have any great suggestions, come to the thread on this episode on our Facebook page. Let me know how it's going with your house. I hope that helps. If you have questions for myself or Amy, please send them to questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com or come onto our Facebook group and ask them there. And we might answer your question on an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening.